This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join the chaps today as we take a look at mixed results for Manfield and Swindon before we turn our attention to Grimsby this Saturday. Welcome to Barra Pods. Blasting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker in front of the Stratford end. Hello, boys. How are we? Evening, Nate. Much better after yesterday. Good, good, good. Monsieur Le Dracus. How we diddling? How we diddling? Oh, I mean, if you're not floating on cloud nine today, then you've got you've got to seriously ask yourself a question of your uh, your colours, haven't you? What a night <laughs> last night! Oh my days! What a I'm... night! I'm currently dropping my guts off of Cloud9. It's a very strange place to be. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I must admit, it's a, it's a funny feeling, isn't it? Because we're kind of one foot in, but we're also yeah. in a bit of no man's land. We've also that slight worry that it's going to be huge Saturday. We've got an absolutely rammed old stadium and uh, we have to perform. Well, yeah, we do have to perform. I'm, I don't think we yeah. can rest on our laurels or our points. We've got to go and get it. And uh, if we do that, I mean, as a football club, I mean, doing it at home is going to be, oh, my days, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've just announced it's sold out in the home end. So uh, yeah. it just should be an incredible atmosphere. Yeah. Is the East sold out now as well? Yep. Oh, boy, that's going to be fucking stunning, isn't it? I went on I've, uh, all oh. week. I've been checking out the uh, Borough Tickets website just to keep an eye on things because it's just exciting, isn't it? What a buzz around the club we've got at the minute. And, uh, oh, yeah, God. literally, I think this morning, a couple of students came up to me and were like, oh, sir, is there tickets? I went, come on, let's have a little look. Went on and you had to queue on the website to get in. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And if we can just bottle that and take that into next season, if and when we're promoted, because we're going to get promoted, um, take these new fans or all these all these fans that are coming back into the club uh, with us. Oh my god, it's going to be brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've seen loads of comments from people saying, "Should we should we hold this actually? Should we talk about the the stuff that's already happened before we move on to? Yeah, why not Saturday? It's probably the it's the usual order. It's probably the right order to go in. Um. I uh, I wasn't around to watch or listen to or anything the Mansfield game, and <laughs> having having uh, having seen your reactions to it and people's reactions to it on Twitter, I've also not watched the highlights. So I'm going to open the floor up and just let people who were involved watch like, like talk about it because I literally have no idea. Well, that's a great <laughs> that's a great start to a podcast because I was stuck on a train on my way to London with. Uh, Mr. Thompson, I've never seen him. He was a quivering wreck relying on coming out of an underground station from here to there to actually see anything. So we were exactly the same as you, to be fair, Nate. We were completely kept in the dark. But uh, yeah, Pat, I think you're going to have to lead us on this one, mate. Incredible. I was offline in Oxford. So uh, the information I have on that game is thanks to the WhatsApp chat that you boys were posting. So basically, it's Dean who can't be here because he's stuck on the A1 as we speak. I have at least watched the highlights, and Dean used the phrase toothless to describe our performance, and it's interesting. So, watching the highlights back, almost all of the good chances were ours. 
but we couldn't finish any of them. And they scored a goal that came from a bit of defensive panic and a fairly lucky deflection, which took it the opposite way to the way the keeper had dived and into an empty net. So yeah. it felt like maybe a point was deserved, but that's on the basis of two minutes of highlights and not on the flow of the game. I mean, I think the, the, the biggest take from it, really, if you look at the last three or four games and probably including the next or the last two, is that our starting eleven, give or take maybe a, a bozzy thrown in there for good measure, is pretty much our team that needs to get us promoted. You know, we haven't got that option yeah. to, to do anything except for Reed and Rose, which is currently yeah. working. Um, I mean, we won't talk about last night yet, but we, we'll, we'll get to that part when we get to it. But it is literally that we, we are... I, I don't like to use the word threadbare because there's there's players like, uh, Dean Campbell that obviously aren't featuring. Uh, there's a few players around the squad that just aren't getting that running, but it, it, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Steve knows who he can trust to get out there at the minute, and you know we are we are threadbare. Literally, the only rotation we've got is Kane Smith and Luther Wilding at right back. That's it. Well, Bozzy and JFC. All right, yeah, yeah. Who are two two but, yeah. fairly different players, different which is, players. I guess yeah. is quite nice, really, because. You can then change change somewhat. I mean, Kane and like you said, you do also have Campbell there as well if you want to go a different way. Yeah, and Jake Taylor even. So midfield's great because we play over the top. They're, the reason they're the reason we've got so many options because we don't use them. Yeah, I think on a, on a pitch on a Saturday. I think we do need to uh, to visit the, the 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 elephant in the room with regards to that because let's face it, it's um it's winning us games and it's got us to where we've got to. Oh, it's very difficult, isn't it, when you 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 are in the position we are to to want to try and then revert to more attractive football when realistically it's well, a results based league and we need to go up. We are one of the more we've all season long we've been one of the more direct teams in the league, but we're nowhere near the most direct team in the league, like people like to claim. Yeah. We we are still one of the teams that nick the ball high up the field and create chances, good chances from that regularly. Oh. So we're not as long ball as people like to point out, even though we've had several games over the last month where by half time we're screaming at Pidge to stop pumping it out for goal kicks. And in part, that's a reaction to the situation of the league, right? You're at the real business yeah. end where nerves are kicking in. Yeah. And to yeah. minimise the chance of mistakes, you do go a bit more direct just to make sure. Like if you're trying yeah. to fancy about in your own half, midway through the season, when if you drop a couple of points, it's not so big an issue. Right now, no, razor's edge. So don't mm-hmm. take any chances, make sure, especially when you're the team with the four-point cushion, which we are now. And you can't yeah. can't discredit the effort, the, the effort, sorry, from the players that are putting it in in our front be it six or or whatever, mm-hmm. because the press is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'd like I'd rather talk about uh, Gilby as a separate, but you look at the work rate that someone like Jordan Roberts is putting in. It's phenomenal mm-hmm. that that whole press that that, that we go around. Uh, more evident last night for me because I saw the game. Uh, it is is unbelievable, and you could see they were dead on their feet out there. You know, balls yeah. that you'd normally see us in the second half, especially the last 20 minutes, that we were just dead on our feet. And that's because we're, like, as we said a minute ago, we're, we're light on our feet. But yeah, you can't discredit how we've got here. So hats off to Steve and, and the management <laughs> team. It's been a brilliant season. Going, going back to this Mansfield game, I'm just looking at the stats for the game and you'd never believe that we were... From, you know the reaction from people online was, "Oh, we were we were really poor." The reaction was very much, uh, "We didn't really do anything." You know, we, Mansfield have had thirteen shots to our five, but only one of theirs was on target. We had three on target. Um, we had more possession, um, and you know, we we very much had the lion's share of possession at fifty six percent. We had a higher passing success rate. We put in more tackles, uh, successfully re- retrieved the ball more. We had more corners, so it's not quite as sort of one-sided as it's. Uh, I the I believed from the reaction of people on Twitter, but yeah, Jim, ne- but- nearly twenty-five percent more passes completed, just under four hundred to just over three hundred. That's a big difference, and yeah. not something you normally associate with a Stevenage side. So a direct great- League Two team, yeah. Yeah, quite. So, it, it, it was the, what you just described is why the results, why the results, no, why the 
highlights came as a surprise to me. I was expecting to see an absolute battering, and that was just not the case. But we kind of got the result I expected because Mansfield's a horrible, tough place to go every time. Yeah, I, I predicted a 1-0 loss, and I was comfortable with that. I, at the beginning of the season, I would have said we'd narrowly lose there, and nothing's changed all season for me. I'm not asked. It's not railroaded us. It's not prevented us from being promoted. It doesn't matter. And I said that all along, all all every day for the last week. I feel like I was arguing with people saying Mansfield doesn't matter. Swindon is the one we want to win. You want to win them all, but you have to be pragmatic in the way you approach these things. Yeah, as football fans, we are quite good. As it just people in general, as as a football fan, you, you're you're prone to overreacting and getting a little bit ahead of yourself. Oh, we're gonna go and smash them, and then you lose disappointingly. Um, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of middle ground. It's, kind of I, it's either amazing or terrible. There's no middle ground. It's, it's part of the fun of being a football fan, isn't it? You sort of throw yourself into it, and your your heart rules your head. But it's um, it, it, isn't it nice to get carried away with emotion at this time of the season because of where we are? Fuck so yeah. you, you go there and think, actually, it, we don't care if it's Manchester. We're going to go and do them if that makes well, sense. You, so exactly, exactly. Because you look at last season, just before Evans came in. I'd given up. I was like, we are down. Yeah. We are not good enough. We are absolutely not good enough to start this year. We are down. I think you two were more or less the same, even yes. if you maybe weren't vocally admitting it. I don't remember whether you were or not, to be honest. But Definitely it was... said it on here after the Oldham loss that we were down. Yeah, yeah. true. And, and it's just so amazing to be in the position we're in even if we cock up from here we lose on saturday and we lose on the following monday just even being in the playoffs just what a result what a result that is but oh, just automatics and the fact that we're even there at the moment um we could go up in second place this, though we, we could yeah, you know we, this weekend we away from uh, absolutely could there's some amazing fixtures this weekend and uh you know the teams that are below us are below us on points for a reason because they haven't won as many yeah. as us. So you know, this weekend, to be fair, and I don't want to, I don't want to presume that that would happen, but they could sort themselves out for us if that makes sense. So, very much well, so. yeah, yeah. So Northampton this Saturday is Northampton Bradford. Oh. You've got Leighton Orient and Stockport, and you've got Carlisle and Salford. So out of the top six, seven places, we're the only team that doesn't have somebody in those in that top top seven. Yeah, so potentially you're you're, you're talking about another two teams potentially dropping out, as in if you went by so placement you, alone of losses, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, if if, if um, Brad, I mean Bradford have got Bradford still have a game in hand, yeah. so they can they can afford to draw their next game and still be in with a chance of the autos. If we win Saturday, we're up. Yeah, but if we draw or lose, we could still require just a single point, depending on what the others do. I mean, if 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 Stockport or Carlisle lose, they can't go up automatically. So if they both lose. And Bradford can only draw. We're, we're, we're there regardless of what we do. And that's amazing. I know which position I'd rather be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and like like, like you said, we, we do, do, do also have a position to leap leap Northampton because they're only a point ahead yeah. of us. Wouldn't that be amazing after, to be finished in second position this season? Oh, my. Especially after we were there for so long. I mean, I feel like, feel like the first part of the season, we were trying to keep up with Orient and Northampton. Northampton fell away a little bit. We surged forward. We caught up with Orient. Then we fell away. Northampton surged past us again and, and Orient just disappeared off into the distance. But the fact that we are only, at this point, a point behind Northampton when they seem to have been... I think they've been... They've looked excellent a lot recently. I mean, they they went 1-0 down very quickly against Harrogate on Saturday. And then for the rest of that game, they kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> Harrogate had nothing. They had a couple of half chances. Northampton probably should have won by six. And that might even be being generous to Harrogate. And it's a weird position as well, because Harrogate didn't really do much wrong 
it was more, you know, they defended pretty well. It was more that Northampton wasted a lot of very good chances. Um, but Hoskins, Hoskins is just sensational, isn't he? And I, I really like that pair that they've got up front as well. He's a proper shit. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? He really is good. I like yeah. him a lot. But he's he's like he's he's like the sort of shit house you'd love to play for you. Whereas Danny Hilton, you just want to punch and stamp, <laughs> stamp on his throat or something. You know? <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> oh, we got we got because you know you know if you don't do it to him, he's just going to do it to you. I mean, like. You wouldn't just do it if you saw him in the street, but on the football pitch, you know, if you don't stamp on him, he's gonna stamp on you. And he's gonna sounding a bit like the regardless. American military at the moment, Nate. <laughs> yeah, if we don't bomb them, they first they're gonna bomb us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Swindon, then, right, Jack, as you watched it, Pat, were you? Uh, oh, were you were you you were talking to me you, last you night. Know so exactly I know exactly where doing. I was. Yeah. We both listened to the first half and then we both were otherwise engaged for the second half. Yes. Um, Following so Drakkers, it on Twitter. Drakkers, take us through it. Honestly, it was a game that if you watched it again... I intend to watch it tomorrow. You, you, would, have, you would have said that we should have probably come away with a, a 4-5-0 win. There were some real guilt-ed chances that we just didn't stick away. Um, but, you know... Um, um, that's, that's got a lot to do with where we are again, going over the wet position, nerves, etc., yeah. etc. Et I didn't think they really caused us a threat. There were potentially, I think I put Ex- on our Do you mean except for like the 12 penalties they should have had? Yeah. If you listen to their fans. And we, we spoke about that last night, didn't we? And said that, you know, a different referee, we could have been walking off and seeing a very, very unhappy Steve Evans. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we've seen that a lot this season. Is overdue. Yeah, to be fair, you're you're absolutely right, and I think Steve made comment on it on his interview last night after the game. Um, so he doesn't like to talk about referees. <laughs> but yeah, um, look, um, I, I tweeted after the game and said that I thought it was a really well managed professional uh, performance. I think we could have scored a lot more. There was quite a few chances. I know Robbo had a couple. Uh, there was a, a header in the second half from Rose where literally, I, I, I don't know how he didn't even put it on target. But, you know, th- this yeah. is going to happen. But the most important thing was we walked away with that with a win. And I'll be honest, the last 20 minutes, I think everyone that I spoke to fan-wise today was on the edge of their seats because they were throwing everything at us. But we were just, I'm going to say well-managed because there's another word for it. But I thought we were well-managed. And we just we just worked the clock. We worked them. We did everything we could in the locker. Um, Lotutala made uh, one mistake with a ball in where he came out, tried to punch it, uh, and that was difficult. But um, he's an interesting character, the keeper. He's, um, I'm going to say he's unorthodox. And what I mean by that is, is the way he catches it, the way he bounces it, everything he does just doesn't seem to be as you would see in a um... well-equipped goalkeeper. I said that after the first time we saw him, didn't I? I said that I said that he seems he seems to be a pretty good shot stopper generally, but he does a lot of weird mm. shit. Like his positioning, when we're when the ball's in the opposition half, regardless of whether we've got possession or they have, you watch his, you look at his positioning. It's fucking odd. Well. He's so he's so high up the pitch and often not central to his goal as well, which really puts me off him. Well, I'm going to I'm going to stick that yeah. I love him because he's going to be our goalkeeper that gets us promoted. So, uh, as much as we can say that he's a uh, he is what he is, he's had to come in and do yeah. what the other 300 goalkeepers have had to do this season and learn our style yeah. of play. Yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. easy at all. It's not easy. No, at that's all. right. No, okay. And you know. His distribution's pretty good as well. Like I think his distribution's the best part of his game. Yeah, like, he's got such a beat on yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's my assessment of it. Really, they they span it. Uh, that's probably the the last fifteen minutes where they made a change up top. Um, really did put us under the cosh. But yeah, they took they took um they took Jeffcott off, yeah. didn't they? And they put on Austin. Austin. Yeah, uh, a couple more as well. Uh, I think it was three subs they made in one go, and that literally that really put us under Charlie it. And but as well. really, they didn't manage to to pepper our goal at all. So um, you know, we dealt with it, and you know, let's let's be real. We've we've got a fantastic. Uh, I think it doesn't matter who we currently put in in defence. We're we're big, we're strong, and we're we're aggressive. And uh, there wasn't one point where I thought, oh no, here we go. So yeah, well managed. And I thought, hats off to everyone. Are you, uh... 
are you reading Jody Morris's pre-match press conference notes there where he says, where you're saying big, strong, physical Stephen? I'm not. I don't ever look at away teams. Uh, Dean missed me saying, <laughs> oh, I've seen his interview and it's a joke and I haven't had time to look at it to be oh, fair, yeah, but his interview apparently is awful. It is. It's dreadful. And his post-match press conference one is fucking phenomenal as well. Like I'd, I'd suggest going and watching that because you'll absolutely laugh your tits off. Well, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a game plan and yeah, it's working. So I think we've covered that one. You know, we are what we are. And uh, if you remember, and I was sat here thinking about that last night when we were, uh, I was watching the game thinking, you know, I did predict our recruitment was going to be big, strong and horrible. And that's what we've built. So mm-hmm. I've got a question for yeah. you two. If, and cool. I say if we get promoted or when we get promoted, yeah. we have kind of got this this style of play. Does the style of play fit into League One? Is there a team that does it like it? I don't really watch much other football except for, for Stevenage, to be fair, and, and the uh, Premier League game and Arsenal, obviously, because I'm a two-club loser. Um, um, mm. But we've got to go again next year in League One. And uh, obviously, there'll be a, a bigger budget. I'm hoping there's a bigger budget. Um but we've got to go and recruit again. Surely we've got to go and recruit again. So do we just stick by it and go and get even better, bigger monsters? Uh, I mean, if we if you're going with Steve Evans, that's his style of football. So I think you have yeah. to, don't you? Um, Ipswich Press is pretty good, um, but they're not they're not they're not like us at all because they. I really like Ipswich under Kieran McKenna. He he came he came through the you know he was he was a co a coach with uh, United under like Van Hal mm. and people. And he was there with Solskjaer and he went away and took over Ipswich. And what he's done with them is pretty fucking phenomenal. Cool. Um, but their, their press is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, I don't know that there's a, there are any teams that are doing it quite like Steven mm. is doing league two. Um, I'm trying to remember the website where I can look at, uh, the pressing stats to see if there's anyone that any League One teams that compare to Stevens right now. I found it. Hang on, let me have a look. And maybe Burton, the way they've dragged themselves out of the relegation quagmire recently. Oh, you can't, you can't discredit Dino for the work he's done there, can you? Absolutely um, not. Working miracles. Um, all the direct teams have done pretty poorly this season. Accrington, uh, Accrington, um, Wickham. Burton, Vale, Morecambe, Fleetwood, Barnsley are probably the best team that fall into the direct, um, direct sort of style. Ipswich are right up there in the like the slow and intricate with the high, one of the highest sort of passes per sequence um, in the league. Um, tell me about in terms tell me of, about Cambridge, Nate, because uh, I've been keeping my eye on them. Cambridge. Yeah, they're um they're fairly fairly direct. Are they good? They, um, I mean, uh, they're sort of they they sort of middle middle out a little bit. So they their their um, direct speed is quite low, but their build up play is also like the passes per sequence is also quite low as well. So uh, yeah, that sort of just means that they're just not a very good football team. <laughs> They they don't they don't break quickly and they don't like build slowly either. So sort of what do they do? They just sort of that that the only answer is they knock it around a bit at the back and lose it. Indecisive. Yes, yes. Uh in terms of pressing, yeah, Ipswich, Plymouth, they're both right up there. Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, like I said, Barnsley. Um but I don't know if I'd describe any of them as big and physical. They're all, but they're they're the teams that are up there that are built that are built just good football teams, mm-hmm. like good footballing teams, you know. They're so unfortunately, you I'd have to say for the large parts of this season, they're more like your Orients and your Northamptons, yeah. where we're a bit more like your classic Wimbledon. I think if we do go up, I think you'll see a lot more of Foster Kasky. I think as a as a more technical player, you have to. You have, you have to because you can't I think certainly with the squad we've got at the moment I don't think that our style of play is going to be sustainable in League One as it currently is 
Um, and that's not to, I don't want to knock any of the players we've got because they've, you know, to a man, they've all done an absolutely cracking job yeah. this year. There's not a, I mean, there are, I did that tweet and I asked for people's like flops of the season, like in amongst the various topics I wanted people to pick, there was flops of the season and lots of people said none. And, you know, you can't really, that's not that's not right because there have been some players that have not been good. Well, there's two stand like, out. I don't think I don't think Arthur Reed was particularly good. That's why he's yeah. gone. Dave. He was he was okay at times. He was he good at times, but Chapman flop, Savin flop, David Amu. I feel bad for Sa- I feel David Amu. Yeah, he didn't. He did, what did he do? He won us a corner at Villa. That's the only thing I can think. He, did he assist anything? He didn't score any. Did I oh know he scored? He scored with his ass against Arsenal because the ball hmm. hit him and went in. That's all he did. All like and that in the corner. That's all he did. Full of running, but no quality at at all. And you know you saw it when he came on against us against Crew. He added absolutely nothing to their attack. Not that they were attacking because their goalkeeper was taking forty five minutes to take a kick. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. So I think I, I I do worry that our current style is is somewhat unsustainable. Uh, I think we have to add more more technically gifted players. I think. I mean, it will be a mate going up would do us a do us a world of good because it will help us keep the likes of TVC. And Luther, who I think are ready to make the step up to League One. Yep. Um, I think keeping hold of Pidge and Sweeney. I think if we can keep that back three and play as a back three again, like we did for the best part of our season in both like length of time and like quality of play, I think that's half the battle. If we can bring Tay back in, because like I said, that like you know we we I think we've all mentioned it at times since he's been out, they're going to want him to move up because he's shown he's good enough for League yeah. Two. And moving him up and placing him somewhere he's familiar with the style of play just gets him off the ground running. So I think I think Fulham would be foolish to send him out elsewhere. I mean, they might, might want to really test him and send him to the Championship and you couldn't really dispute it. No. Uh, but League One seems like a good fit and I'd love to keep hold of him because I think he's been fantastic yeah. for us. I just think... We need that. There are two particular types of players we absolutely, absolutely need next season. We need somebody who can score goals. We've got him, and we need, yeah, do we? Elliot List. Can he score him at League One regularly? That's what I worry about. I don't know, but he's quick, he's quick, but he's gonna get physically dominated. He gets physically dominated in in League Two, he's gonna get. Bullied, and the way we play at the moment actually would lead. You know, the, the opportunities for him to sort of get bullied off the ball would be less because he's going to be chasing the ball a lot more and 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 breaking those lines a lot more. But I think in League One, the the quality of defender, the intelligence, you know, of the footballers in League One, and just the physical ability, it all goes up. So it's going to be harder for him to even do that part. And I'd love, I, I, I would love to see him playing for in this side because I do think he'd score a hatful. But I don't know that he's good enough to do that at league, in league in this side in league. I just one. think if you go back to start the season before his injury, he was on, he, he was phenomenal. Um, I don't think he would have been with us much longer if he stayed fit. I don't even think he'd have probably got to January and still been with us if he was fit and scoring goals the way he was. Not that I think he would have maintained that that throughout the whole of the season, but I do think he, he, he could step up. And then I think the only other player, realistically, uh, you've mentioned him, that we could lose would then be TBC. He's the only one who could be pushed up higher into the leagues. But, yeah, I mean, he could go he, he could go into the Championship and, and do a great job, but so many people have said that he just doesn't have the personal drive well, to go that was and do my next that point that that's entirely up to, to to terence if he wants to go and do it or whether he's happy to yeah. you know I, i'm i'm yeah. guessing that the the, the uh, management team will already be having one eye on next year and who they're looking to, to, to yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, start negotiations to. but we 
I feel, I mean, I feel, I'm sort of leaning into you know we've got T we know we've got JFC here next year. I like I'm I'm really hoping that we're all right and and the the image that uh, Gilby's put out about how much he loves playing here because he seems to really love it here. Oh yeah, really really love it here. Um, I'm hoping that 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 is an accurate picture and that lean that 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 helps us keep him regardless of whether we go up or not. Um, but I think we need to add players at their at their level in both. Like if we go up to League One, we need more players like at the standard of Gilby and JFC than we do than we currently have because most of our midfield aren't at that standard. I mean, Reeves I think is a fantastic footballer. I'd love to keep him next year. I do worry about his physical ability to last a season in League One. I don't know whether he's gonna. He's again. He's gonna get muscled out. I think he's intelligent enough for League One, but I do worry that he's just going to be a little bit short of the physical battle. But I think we need to add that sort of calibre of player, regardless of whether we're in League One or League Two, because we need, if we've got aspirations of going up and staying up, League Two is going to be a fuck ton harder next season. It's going to be a much more competitive division. Um... So that's the standard of player we're probably going to need to try and bring in next season, regardless of the division we're I in. I think you'll see it. Yeah. I think I it's think, great. I think you need to look at it like this. like As a club, we've had a successful transition to League One before. It's not our first rodeo. It didn't last, but that first season was great. The start of the next season was great. And Evans has successfully managed at that level before, and he's successfully managed, managed clubs transitioning from this level to that level before. So yeah, everything's in our favour. And even if it's not, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. So there's no sense in worrying about it. Just let the chips fall. There wasn't... The, last, the transition to League One last time was really weird because we we had that somewhat similarly to now I guess we had that sort of style that squad that was uh, far greater than the sum of its parts yeah um so you know that team that that team that came up from the conference straight up to league 1 there wasn't a lot of changes between the team that won the conference and the team that made the playoffs in league 1 there were obviously some somewhere some left some came in but the core of the squad was the same and I think if if we'd have had play people coming in and poaching some of that lot who were bringing us up the divisions, and then we'd have gone and 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 you know been forced into making squad changes, we'd never have done as well as we did, and we'd have probably come down a, a bit sooner than we ended up coming down. So I I I I get what you're saying, and you're right. Steve Evans has managed it before, and you know we've got a pretty good budget for league two this year. I'd like to think that we're going to have a somewhat of a competitive budget for next year. Cause I don't think Phil's going to want to give up right now on this project, but I don't think we can look at the last time and try to draw too many parallels with this squad. Cause I don't think they're there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, uh, yeah, no, we, 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 we can talk about it all day long, can't we, really, about who we think will make it and who we don't. Mm-hmm. And probably it's a bit of a uh, disjustice on the current crop who are currently trying to win us promotion. So I don't want to look into it too deep. And I, it's probably uh, a yeah. few weeks' time podcast, isn't it, really, to go through and, and, and have a chat with that. But yeah, yes. look, we've, we've, we've trusted the process this season. I think after the back end of last season, Steve's done the job. Steve's done the job again. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I, I you know, don't forget when he turned up there was fans saying they were going to throw their season tickets away they weren't going to ever step foot in the ground again um, and yeah it's been yeah. phenomenal isn't it really what what a success story and, and Hollis Hollis is the only one that yeah, stayed true by the way he hasn't he but um, you know if you're talking about dream stories I mean obviously the biggest dream story in the world is Wrexham because they've not thrown much money at, at, at their success story so far and it's obviously naturally just happened uh so yeah that'd be amazing to see next year i do not want to be in the same league as wrexham next year can you imagine being drawn away from home on the first game of the season which will happen to wrexham that would just be and being and being on beat and being on uh and being on sky sports (laughs) and getting fucking (laughs) pumped i mean i just yeah it's a a fantastic uh tv program but yeah it's not not for me 
winds me up. I've not I've not watched it. I don't have any interest in watching it because I don't yeah, know fuck. Like like I I feel really happy for the Wrexham fans that went through that have been Wrexham fans for 20, 30 years and went through all mm-hmm. the heartache of dropping down the leagues and seeing their club almost go out of business, etc. And now, you know, they're getting to enjoy what must be just just like a sensational yeah. whirlwind of what's going on. But, like, I just fucking hate this media circus around it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, Pat's Pat's favourite Twitter account in the world, Barstool Sports. Do you see, do you see they tweeted what saying... Do you see? Do you see them congratulating them for uh, for being promoted back to the top <laughs> flight? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. The top flight. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bar's really low with Barstool, but that was that was incredibly poor. Regardless, yeah, they're making they're making out like it's a plucky Sutton United type story, and it really isn't. Yeah, yeah, it's just not. Then there and there have been plenty of them. Us, Fleetwoods. Burn, Forest Green. I mean, Forest Green had do have a bit of money behind them, but not like Wrexham, uh, Crawley. You know, these are all clubs that have come up from the lower lower leagues and done really well to not just stay in the football league but move themselves up. You know, we we we've sort of come up, gone down a bit, and now we're we're on the way back up. Crawley has sort of done the same. They sort of jumped up to League One, fell down a bit. Fleet would have done incredibly well to move themselves up to League One and stay there. Burton went as high as the championship, fell down, almost went down to League Two, and and Dino somehow has managed to write that seemingly seemingly steady that ship. Although they go down next season, you what you mark my words. Um, <laughs> All you can say is enjoy the ride yeah, from here, so people. It's... All you can say, yeah, get behind it, that, enjoy it. That I think that was our message right at the beginning yeah. of the season, wasn't it? Just if if. So certainly after we won several games, we were like, this is weird. Um, Long as soon, as soon as soon as as soon as September rolled around, we were like, we're still second. <laughs> we're still third. We're still second. Like, just enjoy it. Because honestly, how, for teams like teams like ours, how yeah. often does it happen? What once once every decade, maybe two decades, if you're really my, unlucky. Uh, it's my often, son, is it? who is twelve, <laughs> sat with me last night, watched the game, and he was like, Dad. I've never seen Steams promoted. And that was just like, oh, yes, that is oh, that boy. is just mental. And to be fair, again, going back to my normal full-time job, it's mental the amount of people around this town now getting behind this club. Like, youngsters are yeah. Stevenage fans. Like, I remember when I was a kid yeah. going in the 80s to Stevenage with two, 300 other people, you know. It's just yeah. incredible to see... Uh, Shirts being worn everywhere. Yeah. People talking about it. How many? Crazy. How many? Fa- how many clubs that the these fans that are like knocking our gate? How many of their clubs twenty years ago had two hundred people <laughs> at their grounds? Unreal. None of them. None of yeah. them. They all had. They all had five, six, seven, ten thousand plus. Their Every clubs have had literally a hundred years longer than ours to gather a fan yeah. base, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and we're competing and actually out-competing some of these shithouses. I think uh, if we... Like, Craw- Crawley are 125 years old and we outsell them. It's incredible, weeks. isn't it? It is absolutely incredible. And I, th- I think, um, you know, I know so- some people give him a lot of credit and certainly Steve has given him a lot of credit this year, but um, Phil Wallace has just been phenomenal for us. And, you know, he's, I think it's been brilliant. You can't... you you, you got to take your hat off, especially for this year, Doing what he's done and giving Steve what he's given him, uh, you know, which I believe is is free reign and and you know he stuck by his promise yeah. and, and he has delivered. So oh, it's just unbelievable. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I just, I wonder, I wonder what our uh, restricted capacity is. I'm just looking. I was just looking to see if I can see it, but obviously they've not actually posted our ticket sales yet but we know that the north west and east are all sold out i wonder what that capacity capacity is chuds would know yeah i mean if you've got uh any any form of award ceremony this year chuds should win tweeters tweeter of the year because he's uh I, i've really enjoyed reading his stats and now he's been keeping everyone up to date it's been brilliant i'd i'd go as far as saying he should be fan of the year we know who would win that but they're wrong 
so, I f- oh, go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, I feel like I should issue an apology at this point because sort of last year after the Oldham game, I remember saying, we're down, we're done, we're not getting out of this. And maybe a month ago, four games ago, I was like, oh, we're going to fall into the playoffs and then fail to win the playoffs. That's how I see our season going more than likely. Last year, when I lost faith, I was like, I'll never lose faith again if if it's mathematically possible. And I did not uphold that, and I should have upheld that, because look where we are now. So, you know, it's hard to predict nine points from four games and two away difficult away wins. We've managed it. We're right there. It's in our own hands. And, uh, yeah, I never should have doubted. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll accept the, the, the implied apology for uh, my apparently spineless and rubbish title podcast, uh, podcast title last week as well. Patrick, she gave me pelters for that, and you've just used that exact phrase in our hands. You bastard! You get nothing. I um. <laughs> so 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 last night, I sat on the sofa with my son watching the game, and uh, my wife comes in, and you can see the old eye, eyes roll like, oh, football. Little does she know there's also Arsenal, Man City on tonight as well that everyone has to watch, and. Mm. Uh, it suddenly actually dawned on her. I think the magnet that the, the the how big that this game is on on uh, Saturday, yeah. uh, which happens to be on her birthday. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, uh, what are we doing Saturday? Uh, going to Borough. So she's going to love that. She's going to get right <laughs> behind the lads. She sh- surely like give. I mean, this all hangs on the Borough." putting the effort in and doing the job right but surely she's going to enjoy the uh the celebrations and the atmosphere and how that's what i've been promising be. her a week mate so uh the lads will certainly oh deliver for no her pressure. <laughs> no, pr- no, no pressure no pressure no pressure to a big gold re- goal reader who is the only player that scores phenomenal you you want to hope you want to hope uh Big goal really scores so you can that, the that evening. The problem eh? I do have is if we don't win, <laughs> it's then my birthday on Sunday and uh, I won't be having any celebrations. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah. Should we talk about Grimsby? Yes. Said no one ever. Um, <laughs> they're, in, they're in okay form at the moment. Um, three wins in their last six, two losses, one draw. Loss, win, draw, win, loss, win. So, I mean, that would suggest a draws a draw is imminent. That'd do. <laughs> it would, but it would be a down. It would be such a downer, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. You want to see it over the line based on your win and nothing else. And <laughs> right, they're rammed in mid table, so we should as well. They've got nothing yeah, they're, to play for apart from they've got months. absolutely yeah, they've got absolutely nothing to play for. They beat Crew uh, two two nil on Saturday. Uh, no, last night. Sorry, um, they also uh, they lost two 0 away at Tranmere on Saturday. Again, another team that have got nothing nothing to play for. But I, I think that's a good indication of where those three clubs is are at the moment. Tranmere, dis- they'll be disappointed not to have really troubled some of the most promotion players, but places. But they're better than Grimsby. Grimsby, a bit better than Crew, who have been fucking woeful this season from what their expectations mm-hmm. were pre season. Um, they're going to really like. There's no love lost between these two sides, is there? Um, they're going to really want to turn up, and the, the fans are really going to want to turn up and spoil our party, aren't they? Really going to be frothing for. Don't it. know, honestly, don't know. It's uh, yeah, like you say, there was there was Bragate, wasn't there? There was all sorts, but really, I mean, if yeah. you're looking at it from their point of view, it's uh. Do you travel from Grimsby to uh, Stevenage to watch a nothing game for them? I don't know. I just hope that we play the game, not the occasion, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen. And I, I actually don't see an issue with the game whatsoever, and I think we're going to be very, very happy Saturday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we're obviously a better football inside than they are. Um, you know, we, this stage of the season, the uh, the table does not lie. Um, so I'd like to think that we we can go 
turn up Saturday, we can get the job done. Professional, do exactly what we did Tuesday if we have to. Just come in, score that goal, and then be professional and see out a game. I'd like us to get a few, you know. I'd like to see us. Can you imagine just can you imagine, can you just imagine securing promotion and <laughs> fucking pumping a team like Grimsby all on I the can. same afternoon? I really can. I can see a I'd be... a goal fest, a four 0 goal fest, and jubilation oh, oh, in the Lamex Stadium. Just... No, no I, I, I'm going. I'm going for the emotion. I'm not playing the game. I'm going for the emotion. And uh, yeah, I can I can really see that the lads are going to turn up and. Uh, do what they do in the song and put on a show. Yeah. Ooh, and it'll be see. like that goal that um, Tony Adams scored against Everton in one of his last games at Arsenal. Bosley's going to be clear on goal, 1v1. An absolute smash and sky it. over the North Stand and into Fairlands Lake. <laughs> 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 and that'll do me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Back it, why not? 4 0, here we go. <laughs> um anything else? Patrice? Not for this show. Oh, no, we have got something else. I would just like to congratulate Stevenage FC women on uh winning the county cup on penalties at the weekends. What a job they did. I believe them. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really good, Brilliant. isn't it? Especially after the last couple of months, it seemed like you know they've uh, they've had a change of manager, although the manager was already there underneath. But yeah, yeah they've maintained it, haven't they? Absolutely mm-hmm. superb. So yeah, hats off to yeah. to everyone. Uh, look, all the way from from Danny Toyn, who's um, you know she's been a an advocate, isn't she, of of women's football in our town for a long time now. So yeah, Danny's been been key to the success of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, very well driven. And uh, yeah, let's hope that they go again and keep producing. It's fantastic. Yeah. That links into what we were saying about building the fan base as well, because she's been brilliant with getting kids who want to be coming to Stevenage as well over the years, I think. So yeah, yeah. It was always a generational challenge, that, but it's a generational challenge we're starting to see uh, successful, which is great. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think Danny's Danny's work and doing that, like you said, is is it's been a massive driving part. Obviously, results on the pitch matter, but I think even with the results on the pitch, I think the work that that has been done by people like Danny um, to to uh, and the foundation in general, I think to be honest, particularly through COVID and that. It's just been fantastic and it does feel much more like a community rather than just a bunch of miserable bastards watching football the last <laughs> couple of years. And yeah, they've been instrumental in making that happen. So that's lovely to see, isn't it? Absolutely. Superb. Can we, uh, I- I've got one for you. So Saturday after the game normally is the SA Awards, isn't it? So uh, from from memory, it would be Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year. So let's go for yep. a prediction because uh, we'll do our own awards, I'm sure, at some point. But Young Player of the Year, Kane Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think anybody else qualifies. There is one. Dean Campbell. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Kane, yeah, but, Kane yeah, Smith, no, isn't it? You can scoff all you like, you two. But uh, uh, away from current form, etc., etc., he was part of something that gave us potentially one of the best days of our lives. So, oh, no, don't get me wrong. What a goal that was! What a situation that was! What a win that was! But the okay, answer so, is still Kane Smith. So that's it. Prediction. Let's find out. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week about it. That's fine. Uh, player of the season. <laughs> oh, come on! Do you want? Well, I've got two. I've got two answers here. The correct answer and what the actual so result will be. Because so <laughs> the answer is the answer is Alex Gilby, but the the winner will be Colpia Gianni. <laughs> Pat, and and he's not a not he's not undeserving of the award, but I think Gilby is fucking <laughs> musty. He is a thoroughbred racehorse. <laughs> he's a Rolls Royce, isn't he? Pat. 
My bit went to Pidge, which will just upset uh, Nate still further. No, it doesn't upset me. It doesn't upset me. Pidge is a worthy winner, and if he wins it, like he's done the job. He's been he's been much more sort of headline than Gilby has in our in our you know season. But I think that when Gilby doesn't play, we would lose we lose more quality than if Pidge doesn't. I think if TVC like for instance, if TVC was was healthy and Pidge missed out, I think we'd cope a lot better than if Gilby was injured and doesn't matter who else tried to fill in for him. I think we I think we'd struggle a lot more without Gilby than we do without Pidge. But yeah, whatever. They can both they like they're both absolutely worthy worthy winners of it. I just think Gilby edges it for Give me. It to That's them both. Give it to them both. Fuck it, yeah. Well, I mean you could feasibly share it and it wouldn't mm. be a travesty. Definitely. So there we are. My one plea is we do not go to Barrow needing a point. That's all I keep thinking. Please finish this. Oh, it would be, be so good to run Please finish this on Saturday. Saturday for everyone. I mean, I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to take a point. I'm going to take a, 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 a punt and say, I think with some of the uh, games that are mm. going on around us, I think we could. I think we could still uh, take a one point over the last two games and still get all. Yeah, these. I think you're right. To be fair, I think they're going to sort themselves out underneath us. But whatever, go and smash them, lads! Come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want. A, I want a minimum. I want a minimum of seven goals over <laughs> the next two games. <laughs> and with that, oh, we're going to win this episode. <laughs> We're now entering the shadow realm of ridiculousness. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Drackers, Patrick, thank you very much for joining me to waffle as as ever. See you on Saturday. Oh my god. Oh god. I'm, I, I when you when you walk through the door, and I'm stood there sh- shitting bricks. I'm gonna have to have a cuddle to settle my nerves, mate. Because I'm honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna be feeling so sick oh. and so nervous. What's a football team? What a football team. Come on. Oh. <laughs> up, up the fucking borough. Woo! Doubles up again. And it's in. Graziani. 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 What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.